right, so we've got a loaded agenda, and thank you all for for joining. If you're on audio or if you're on video, this is ball watching. I would say kind of game one of our season uh, in in the content making realm of providing you all previews, postmortems, reactions to all of what's going to come with this first season. Uh, so Jake Koenig here, Justin Graham to my side. Uh, this is ball watching and this is go time for us. So we are super excited. Super. Excited. I don't, I don't like that. You keep calling it postmortem. Let's just call it like post game, post game, post game. Sometimes you know, dissect a little bit. I no, just, no, no. It doesn't have to be sad. You, sometimes sad. a postmortem, you got to find the reason behind what went on, man. You, you got to dive a little bit deeper. Mm. I, yeah. I hope it, I hope that's not, how how many i hope it doesn't happen too frequently <laughs> for us but hopefully we're just digging into all the positives that are going to go around but there's gonna be plenty of negatives i'm sure as well but loaded agenda for you all this will kind of closely mirror what we do from a game to game basis we're kind of talking about how we're going to do these i know we talked about doing one on wednesdays but we might go back and, and forth on that so but for today we've got a loaded agenda we've got a kind of uh a, an exercise back into our five asides uh and then we've got really, it's kind of hard to preview this match because we've never played a game. They haven't played a game at the season. They're only also a couple seasons into their tenure. But uh, we've got a preseason review. We've got some Austin FC and City kind of matchup stats, overviews, team news, expectations there. We've got our storylines to kind of follow heading into this game, as well as our predictions from a starting 11 and just from a game outcome perspective. And finally, we've got... Uh, the first installment, Justin, of Graham's Hammer, of, of your predictions, your best bets. I'm excited to see what you've got for us there. And then we'll get to some listener questions to round us out. All right, Justin. So I've got the topic this week for our five aside, and we are going with animals. So we texted about this to make sure we didn't get crossed up. But we're not talking classes of animals. We're talking specific animals. Uh, when it comes to this. And like we said before in these past couple installments, this is not a draft. Like we're not taking this in order. We're just picking the team that we would go to battle with. Um, but and it's but not really... if you pick it, then I can't pick them. That so is, is true. a draft you, in that sense. You can... It is a draft in that sense where no one can be picked twice. So yes, that, that is right. Good clarification. Um, so I'm going to get this kicked off. Man, I wish we had pictures to come with this. But uh, the first one we've got, I've got from my team, I'm going to go straight to the dog category, but dog is too uh, broad. So I'm going to go straight into golden retriever. I think a golden retriever is a top-notch animal uh, when you think about animals on this planet. A lot of owners out there. I am one of them. I think they're beautiful, beautiful creatures. Uh, so golden is who I go with for number one. I had dogs as my number one, but I didn't want to single out a type of dog because I yeah. like a lot, of, a lot of different dogs. So I went completely different direction. I went with the silverback gorilla. And here's okay. All. I looked up a couple of facts. They share up to 98% of DNA with humans. They live between 40 to 50 years. They can walk upright. They're massive and they can run at 25 miles per hour. The the grown males are badasses. And have you seen the little ones? They are some of the yeah. cutest animals that you could ever They are cute. So, they are cute. From start to finish. Hell of an animal. When you're talking team, too, I mean, I, what I'm looking for the golden to bring is just loyalty, bought in, you know, able to retrieve as well, you know, long balls. Um, and able to defend as well, got some recovery speed. And the gorilla is definitely going to be an enforcer on your on your team. So that that's All a right. good first I'll round. Bring, I'll let's, bring let's, the soccer aspect. Up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. The 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 second one I've got on, on me is what we're going to have between 
the pipes uh, for the goalkeeper here. And I'm going to put a whale back there. I think a whale is one of the most majestic creatures on this earth. And good luck getting a, uh, a goal scored past my whale. And I didn't specify on what kind of whale, so I'm going to go specific. I'm going to go humpback whale. Okay. That's fair. Uh, yep. I have another large animal um, from the water, the aquatics, Ooh. but uh, it's an orca. I think the orca is the king of the ocean. Everybody always thinks it's the great white. Orcas are bigger, faster, stronger. They actually take down great whites. They hunt in pods of up to 40, and they just look yeah. way cooler. So I'm a big fan of the orca. I don't know where I'm going to put him on the field. I kind of forgot to relate this to soccer. Maybe he'll just be like a strong center back. I don't want him in okay. goal. I have a goalie in mind. Okay. Okay. Good stuff. Uh, we're going to take to the skies. We're going to go for an aerial threat uh, uh, for my third pick, and we're going to go to the bald eagle. You got to have someone that's willing to get up there and, and go vertical uh, and, and provide some overview as well, looking at team tactics and looking to scout out uh, what the other team's up to, drawing up next plays. The eagle, the bald eagle specifically is going to bring that and, and representing the states as well. So I've got that as my third pick. I'm putting zero birds in my lineup. Birds are birds oh. are not cool. I'm going to go okay. with my I'm going to go with my goalie. I'm going to go with the Siberian tiger. Put a cat in goal and it, uh, tell me what's going to stop it. It's got a stronger bite force and a stronger force than a lion. So in case if you ever try to go to the lion, I'm going to bring that down right now. World's largest cat. Their night vision is six times stronger than humans. And it can absolutely just put away food up to 60 pounds in a single night. And Siberian tigers being from Siberia, they need at least 20 pounds a day. Just also sounds like something fun. Okay. Okay. I, I can respect that. For my fourth pick, we're going to the land down under, going to the kangaroo. This thing's going to have some good energy. It's not going to take a beating from the team. It's actually going to dish it out either with the legs or a couple right hooks or left hooks. Uh, so I got I got faith in the kangaroo to stand up for a player when there's a tough challenge. Definitely going to be a backbone of a team. But it may be some captain material as well on, on the pitch. So I go to the kangaroo for my, my four spot. I like the kangaroo. I had them as my fifth spot for an X factor. Mm. Those things can be huge in the box. And they are 95% big. Yep. of kangaroos are left-handed. I don't know where I found some of these facts. That may just be off the wall. But yeah, no, I knew I that. It. I was thinking about the left side of the field as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I'm just going to go with a very typical one. Just as your steady Eddie, man, that's always been around, the horse. The horse is something that, and I really should have thought about this more in soccer, but going way back to the days of, they were used in battle. They were used for hunting. Nowadays, people just have them as pets, essentially. You can take them on horseback rides through the mountaintops. You can do whatever you want with them. They can go up to 30 miles an hour. I just think they're extremely – they're they're my utility guy, is how I'm going to put it for the soccer season. Yeah, they're workhorses, man. I mean, this is the, they nice, could, they, nice one point. of them probably suit up for city. Absolutely. Uh, in rounding out my, my five, we're going to have a workhorse as well, but not a horse here, but someone that's got relentless energy can communicate – as well, albeit in a different way, but I'm going to the dolphin. Uh, dolphin's going to be running the channels, uh, the wings probably providing a lot of legs uh, for the team, a lot of energy, a good vibe as well, some good confidence and and just positive energy. So I'm looking at the dolphin for my five spot. And now that we are relating it to soccer, I was going to go grizzly bear, but I always have I already have like a really large team, and I'm just going to go with a, kind of like one of my favorite animals. I'm going with the penguin. I don't really know how they're mm. going to translate into the soccer, but. I just think they kind of speak for themselves. Very unique. I don't know what else is like a penguin. They can go up to 22 miles per hour in the water, so they're extremely fast. I think they could probably go even faster going down the hill when they're sliding on their bellies. And they're cute. You ever seen Happy Feet? Phenomenal. So I have 
hey, could be helpful on those away trips to Minnesota or Montreal, Stop. definitely. So those cold Stop. games, absolutely looking at the Penguin. All right, that wraps up the five aside. Hopefully you all enjoyed that. Uh, we're going to move straight into the first thing we have for you all today, which is around the preseason. Preseason for City, it, it, it kind of came and went. Uh, and we'll talk about just kind of the frustration behind, like not really being able to get to look behind the curtain if you're not really media or just a lack of coverage in general. But uh, City for us uh, in the preseason went 1-3-2. and two. So one win, uh, three draws, and two losses. And, and, and let me just tell you, I, I, I just said that. The record doesn't matter at all in the preseason. Um, the, I'd say the most meaningful games comes towards the end, and that's when they're really trying to put on almost like a dress rehearsal of sorts. Uh, but we played some strong opposition, Justin. I think you put together some stats on some of these teams we played. Yeah, so, I mean, of the teams that we played in the six games, uh, one, two, three, four of them made the playoffs. And Philadelphia lost in the finals to LAFC. Miami, who we beat 4 nothing. It also made the playoffs. And then we lost to uh, Galaxy 4-1, to and they eventually lost to LAFC, who was the champion as well of MLS. So, like you said, I, I don't think there's a whole lot to read into, but just to give you a little bit of clarity on these teams, it's not like we were playing bottom feeders in these games. So, yeah. definitely not a bad result as a total. No, absolutely. And and we're just going to kind of take a look into some of the highlights, some of the lowlights, and some of the things that kind of round us all out before we get into the regular season here. But highlights for me, it was good to see goals. I think goals are something that we kind of talked about a little bit on the preseason predictions and for our first season. And I, you want to see goals coming, and they're coming from a wealth of different people, uh, whether that's Klaus, uh, Joaquini, uh, Indiana Vasilev. Uh, we're having contributions from people that aren't just Klaus, so I'm excited to see that. We also established a pretty good presence, I thought, in set pieces. We had a couple goals from there. And if you're a team that's going to play like us, you may not always have possession or building the best of chances. So it's important to be lethal when you do have them. Um, so I like to see those couple of things. Those are like the first kind of things that immediately come to my mind. Anything come to your mind, Justin? Uh, I think it's really hard to say, honestly, Jake. I know you did a lot of research trying to find these. I think it's, yeah. uh, before we get way into the low light, I think it's a low right. light that the MLS needs to do better on being able to stream these and us be able to find facts. But yeah, we did score 11 goals in six games. I think that's extremely important to our team. I think one thing that is also important, though, is that we are kind of giving up a lot of goals, looking that we lost to LA 4-1. to We tied at NYFC 3-3. to So got to tighten that up a little bit. But I think that'll come as we kind of merge and find our feel as a team as well. But I think one of the more exciting things is what we did find, even without being able to see the games, is we have a pretty good idea of who our starting 11 is and who's going to be yeah. coming off the bench from that standpoint. Agreed. Agreed. The last kind of thing is all, I'll end us on a positive note when you talk about this. And I looked at an article from STL today and uh, doing some research for this episode. And I did find that they have their own statistics group going internally at the club right now. And this group was actually pretty thrilled with some of the results they had from a data perspective. We talked about uh, XG. Uh, during the World Cup, I believe, and Bradley, Carnell, and, and the team were able to put together that through this preseason, this team allowed less than one XG a game. And just a reminder for what that means is when it comes against us, we're talking that the other team, when it comes to quantifying the viability of their chances or how good the other team's chances were against us to score, uh, that all adds up to less than one. So a PK might be a one flat. Uh, a 40 yard shot that someone's taking like that has no chance might be a 0.1 or even less. So uh, when it came to average per game, we were allowing less than one times goal. You heard, you just heard what you said though, Justin, like we allowed a couple goals in a couple games. That doesn't necessarily mean that we had a three or a four XG against us. That just means those teams are finishing their chances. Um, so that was a good thing to look at some underlying data. 
Um, and, and honestly, a good positive to head into the season. I think we'll need a really stout defense to really be competing in some of these games. Um, we had some, of course, breaking news, though, today. Uh, and not breaking – yeah, actually, two pieces of news came out today as we were prepping for this. So we just want to make sure we cover this before we go into the season. But Miggy Perez, welcome to the club, 17 years old. We're getting even younger. This man has played for our academy for City 2 last year, featured a ton of minutes in this preseason with this group. I feel like it was it was just some time before he was actually going to get signed. He also featured for our U21 UPSL team. He was our first ever academy goal scorer. Welcome to the club, Miggy. And also sick nickname. I'm glad we have a Miggy on the team. I saw you with that tweet. That, uh, I think that's his, <laughs> his Twitter handle. I love that. The, uh, the other exciting news is a little bit more just MLS-wide, not just for City, but they're expanding the playoff structure. So nine teams per conference for the, it's going to be the most of a normal season yet. There was a makeshift model with COVID when there was 10, but it's going to open up with a wild card round. So it'll be exciting to see the teams that finish in the eighth and ninth spot. We'll have a one game match to see who kind of gets in from there. And then it'll kind of go into your typical playoff match from there. But what are your thoughts on that, Jake? My, my thoughts. So it's, it, it's a little bit weird because yeah, they have the wild card now to sort out your nine and eight seeds and let one, one of those teams in. And then the first round, I don't know if you saw, is actually a three game series. So you have to win two oh. games. There are no tie, no ties, no draws. So I assume you go straight to PKs after full time or extra time, whatever that is, but that's the only round that's like that. Then the conference semifinals, conference finals and finals are all still one game with the higher seed hosting. So interesting. And I think it depends on who you ask in terms of the feelings of if they like this or not. I generally perusing social media today, the the I would say the vibe was pretty negative towards this. And I, I I get it because if you think about the winners and losers of this deal, the winner for for me is probably us in this sense, the city fans specifically, because we stand less of a chance definitely gets to the playoffs than most teams do this season just because we're an unknown. But for us now, it just got that much easier. There is now 62% of the teams getting into the playoffs with this new format. So we're kind of getting into like hockey type status. And you can argue about whether you want that or not. But good for us personally as City fans. Uh, good for owners. More money in their pocket. If you're a playoff team, you get to host at least one home game at, at your stadium. So more revenue there. Good for Apple. Hopefully looking to attract more fans to their streaming service and to MLS season pass towards the end. Because what if you're just a guy that wants to watch playoffs? There's going to be a load of playoff games now uh, that you can watch. So Gerford, like the more casual fans, losers, the clubs that play the full seasons that have us open cup going to have leagues cup going to have CONCACAF champions. League. You're looking at playing like upwards of 60 games. If you're making extended runs uh, in those fans that are fans of these teams long time, it's like a little bit taken away the importance of regular season. I kind of think, I don't know what you think about that, but it's like you play 34 games, but still almost two thirds of the teams are getting in regardless. It's intriguing to me. I think it's they're really trying to open it up, especially with really just trying to take in as much of the fan base as they can right now and just adding more games is the way to go. But it's definitely not something I'm assuming the players are going to like. So yeah. I don't know. It's it's interesting to let them kind of play with that, especially as we're adding our, what is possibly the last uh, expansion draft team or however many they want to do after that. They're yeah. trying to probably find their, their foot in cement and then move forward with that. So they still have a little time to play around with it, but I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, I guess in, in the short term, good for you all to know, we stand more of a chance as of today, the tw February 21st, or if you're listening to this on the 22nd, uh, we ha have more of a chance now to get in the playoffs. So, they hey, still, I'm excited. The MLS still tweeted and put an Instagram out that we have less than 1% yeah. chance to win the cup. So, yeah, 
yeah, MLS can can GTFO with that one. Uh, let let let's get into the game. Let's get into the game, man. I mean, obviously, we are only a couple days away from the first ever inaugural game of St. Louis City SC, and we are playing one of the more recent expansion sides in, in Austin FC, and one of the most recent kind of contenders as of last season. Um, Austin FC is an interesting one. They are a pretty good team as of last year. Had Didn't have a great first season as an expansion side, but they, they clicked a lot better last season. Um, but they play a cool kind of style of attacking soccer. They do a lot more of the possession type. Um, positioning is extremely important. They're very, very rigid in, in how they play their positions and knowing that kind of awareness. I think you'll all kind of pick up on that. And I think that's why they kind of went wrong in their first season. But given time, they kind of grew into it in season two, had some guys kind of come to life. We'll talk about a few of those, but they're a good team. Make no doubts about it. They are going to give us some trouble. I think what's going to be exciting, though, in this game, Jake, that I think you had a very good point in some of our notes, is that they look to build out from the back, which can be good and bad for them. But I think one of our main things is that we're going to be pressing high. So if we can, it's going to be who can win that battle on their back line of when they're trying to build out and trying to pass out. Because you have a note that they had in 2021 season, they had 13 goals conceded directly from their buildup, which is not something you ever want to have a stat of. It's essentially just blunders in the back of either passing it up to your midfield or it's passing it straight to the opposition and straight to your goalkeeper of a one-on-one. So I'm hoping that we can kind of take that on. I know they play a a very similar kind of build up of a four, two, three, one that we do. Um, But if we can press high enough, I think we can turn some balls over. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's an opportunity as well. Uh, I think it's a little bit of a tough game to start on for us, but if you're looking at how our playing styles match up, it, it, I feel like one team will definitely establish dominance in this game it, it, over time because they're so different. Like if, if that is their strength and our strength is trying to press and create issues for them in their own side of the field, it's like, okay, well, who's winning on the day? Because we're going directly against each other. Um, some players to kind of watch out for, for Austin FC, uh, kind of three that come to my mind in terms of some of their best players, but Sebastian Drusi uh, is a attacking midfielder striker for them was an absolute firecracker last season. Uh, he made his debut for them in August of 2021. Since then he has scored 30 goals, had 12 assists in 54 total appearances. You're talking about productivity. That man is productive. Just last season, he had 22 of those goals and 29 total contributions. Uh, so he ranked second and third in those two stats for the MLS last year. I'm playing, planning on a sophomore slump from, from him this year. Not, oh, not hopefully so it starts. Yeah, hopefully it starts this Saturday. Uh, Diego Fagundes, I hate to call him this, kind of like his Robin. Uh, where if he's Batman, I'm trying to talk about Sebastian Drusi. Diego Fagundes is the one that's putting it on a plate to him. He also has goals in his locker, but had 15 assists last season. Uh, an incredible player in his own right. He plays on the left side of the wing. Um, Nick Lima is another name you guys might have heard of. He played for the national team a couple times. There's a couple caps for, for our uh, U.S. men's national team. But he's 150 appearances in the MLS. He's an MLS kind of journeyman. You kind of think of maybe him and Tim Parker – probably have a lot of uh, veteran and tenure together in this league. He's a steady, solid right back. You probably won't see his name flash up as much, but those are some of the players that I'd say are probably pretty key to their success. I would agree. And kind of moving on to us a little bit, I know we already talked about our style and we we already did a full preview of the team and everything, but I do think that our, our pressing is going to be extremely important down there. I know the guys have already been in Florida and trading. This is going to be hot. You know, we're already looking at the weather. It's going to be a high of 80 that day. So these guys are going to be flying around. The atmosphere is going to be crazy. 
you got to be able to bring that energy down a little bit and reserve it and kind of take it in and then play the ball as well. So I think it's going to be extremely important for us being a new team, being a young team that we don't just go out there and blow our legs out in the first half. So I think that'll be extremely important. And then obviously some of the main guys, we already came out this week that we have Roman Berkey as our captain. We have Tim Barker as our vice captain. So I think those guys are going to be extremely important for us as well, bringing their veteranness and their experience to the game and helping kind of calm things down. Yeah, I I almost think too another name that we haven't mentioned yet is Blum in the midfield. Assuming he's one that starts, and we'll get into our starting eleven. But when you think about this team, if they're going to try to be incisive with their passing and super creative, we're going to need someone to help defend our back four, and probably will do a good amount of defending. Um, so I would expect to see him very active uh, in this game in the central defensive midfield side. Um, Otherwise, how else do we match up? It's so hard. We have no shared history with this team. We have no game under our belt at this level yet. But Austin FC, like I mentioned, was a beast in 2022. Um, They ended their second ever season as the number two in the Western Conference, losing to eventual winner, LAFC. Um, They also had a a tendency to come from behind as well. They were the only team in MLS history to make a comeback win from being two goals behind – four times last season. So this team is down, but never out. Uh, like I said, it's it's a tough, tough matchup to start our MLS uh, season with. But you know what? If you're going to be the best, you definitely got to start to play with some of these guys as well. Um, so let's get into some of the storylines, Justin, that we should be aware of heading into this game. I would say they're extremely strong, just honestly, across the board, Dick. We were trying to do a little bit digress on this team, especially in center back. Um, they also have center forward, forward with Jesse Zardes. And then one kind of an honorable mention, a St. Louis guy, Will Bruin. He's towards the end of his career. He just signed a one-year deal with them. Um, he has 77 career goals and his 15th in games plays with 310. So I think he, we might see him on a sub looking at some stats. I know he came with them late last year, but he's definitely not going to be a starter for them, but could be fun to see a St. Louis guy play against a St. Louis team in the first game. And then another quick honorable mention, Kip Keller. Slew Bill, congrad, fifth overall pick in the 2022 Super Draft. He's a supplemental player for them, so – we might see him get a couple minutes here or there, but uh, Claudio Reyna, who is the sporting director of Austin, he basically said that he would relate Kip to Walker Zimmerman and Tim Parker, which are some pretty big names to the MLS. Yeah. So big shoes to look forward to for him. Yeah. Austin's going to be a good team this year. They have, they've really, I think only reinforced a couple outgoings, but a, a couple of big incomings for them. Probably going to be another contender, uh, both probably contending here in the MLS, but also in CONCACAF champions. They would, they also qualified for, uh, for us, it's our first ever match against a very strong opponent at their home. They have a great fan base. Um, will our energy drink soccer come to life in this first game? And will it be able to be executed against a team that is kind of conducive to what we're trying to bring? So we shall see. Uh, can we be lethal enough to get on the board, make the most of our chances and soak in what I expect to be waves of attack from Austin, um, who had the third most goals for last year? Um, so let's get to some predictions, some expectations coming from – let's go with a starting – for starting 11. Let me get this picture up, Justin. For anyone watching visually, uh, we will share the screen here. For those not and just listening via the um, podcast, we will voice it over for you. So now you can see this. Uh, but essentially not much of a change – actually no changes – from our last preseason game against Atlanta. This is at least our predictions from what we've seen. Um, Really important to start from the back. Roman Berkey going to be our captain. 
we know Tim Parker now to be his vice captain. So leadership stuck right in the back of the field there, um, which is great. Uh, Kyle Hebert probably going to slot in as a left center back to cover for uh, our eventual incumbent. I would expect to be Joachim Nilsson. Uh, but Kyle looks like he's had a great preseason. He's kind of cemented himself as the number two in that left center back role. So good for him. You know what? It's, it's when someone's hurt, this is an opportunity for him to put himself as a player into Bradley Carnell and the coaching staff's mind and say, Hey, I'm ready for this level. Uh, put me in coach. So back line, I'll finish it out here, Justin, you can take us to the midfield, but John Nelson at left back, a little bit more of a traditional left back for us, very defensive minded, but could contribute as well from an, uh, a passing and kind of moving forward point of view. And Jake Nerwinski, who bolsters us with a lot of MLS experience. So I'm happy to see him uh, on that back line with us. I'm pretty happy with the back line. Obviously we'd love to see Nelson there, but I think it's guys that got a lot of minutes together in preseason and hopefully it develops some sort of camaraderie. I think the back line looks great. And then we slowly move forward into what it's probably going to be more of like a, the holding two minutes for us would be Edu Leuven and uh, Angela Boom. I think I'm always going to try to run through that name because I'm going to say it right. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, just say <laughs> But I think I think they're going to be extremely strong for us and be able to still hold the ball, keep the guys in front of them, I think, be able to dish it and be able to play composed. And that's gonna, what we're going to need to do to get it up to Thomas Ostruck, who's going to be sitting underneath of Joao Klaus. And then on the wings, we're going to look at Rasmus Alm and Jared Stroud. So I think we're really, for us to be successful in this, those three guys in the middle, Leuven, Ostruck, and Blum, need to – be able to read off of what Stroud, Klaus, and Alm are doing when they're pressing and close that space. And then still, once the ball is turned over, be able to move it quickly and get it off their own feet. Yep. No, exactly. And then, yeah, the big man up top, Joel Klaus, will be at the helm for us, uh, looking to count on him for goal contributions, but not just that. So I don't want to just say that that's his only job as goals. I think he will be there to hold the ball sometimes when we're under a lot of pressure. For example, in this game against Austin, I expect to be under waves of pressure, like I already said. Sometimes it'll be important to just be able to have an outlet and to get Klaus the ball and to have him hold it until we can get more guys up the field and get out of our own half. Um, so it'll be important for him to have that in this in this role here. But also connecting play. We have some dangerous wingers in Jared Stroud, Rasmus Alm, and then also, you know, Nico Joachini off the bench. And uh, Indiana Vasilev, also another person that's probably going to feature in this game as part of the midfield or on the wings. So being able to connect those plays, play them in, free up space for them. This guy has a big, big role to play, just like everyone on this team. Uh, I just don't want anyone to just think that his only reason for being here is for goals, but that is a huge reason for him to be here. And I expect him to get on the board. I, and I could see him scoring uh, in this game if we're going to have a chance. I completely agree. All right. That is our starting 11 predictions for you all. Let me stop sharing on the screen here and let's get back into the rest of our agenda for today. So we've got some predictions, Justin. Uh, going into this, I think just from a narrative perspective, I expect both teams to really come out the gates hot in this game. It's the first game of each other's season. You expect there to be a lot of pent up energy to finally play against, you know, other opposition in a meaningful fixture like this. You could debate how meaningful these really are when you see how the playoffs have been expanded, but still going to be meaningful. I think there could be an early goal in this one or two before things kind of get settled down and we really start to kind of feel each other out. I don't see this one being a very tentative start to the game. I see it being very aggressive from the start. I think we're going to come out flying, especially just, we're just a lot of excitement, man. Like who doesn't want to get on the field for the first ever game for your club and just light it up from the start. I would agree. The only thing I would say, I'm hoping Bradley Carnell can calm these guys down from the beginning. Yeah. I don't think we need to be flying all over the fields. Like I said, it's going to be a hot, it's going to be a long game. So 
let's try to take on their first couple 15, 20 minutes when they're extremely excited, their first home game. They just had a hell of a season. Their crowd's going to be nuts. We'll be there. But I think let's try to take that in and not give one up in the first 15 minutes, and then we'll see what we can go from there. What is your full game prediction? Yeah. It's this is really tough for me, man, because I, I I couldn't in my mind put a loss out there for our first ever game just because of just all the emotion and things that go into this first game and how long we've been thinking about this very game itself. And I also don't think we're gonna keep them off the board. So what I think is a best result for us, a best result would be a draw and it would be a high scoring draw. So I'm thinking. 2-2 would be my initial thought. I, I would be stoked if we came out of this game with a point and especially putting some goals on the board past a good team. Yeah, I, I couldn't get past. I don't know if we're going to win this game. I do think that we will get a goal. I think they will get goals. So I have us losing 2-1. to one. I think if we could put two away, I think there's a chance that if we're putting two away, we could put a third away and possibly take the dub out of this. But yeah. I am going to try to be realistic on this first one and put a 2-1 L. We're going to have a hard-fought game. We're going to get our first goal from Joao Klaus. It's going to be exciting to watch. And, and and my thing is, too, even if we do lose, like, who cares? That, that That's one game. There's 33 others, plus U.S. Open, plus League's Cup, plus maybe playoffs if we're able to get there. Uh, so, I mean, this is a good team, too. Like, let, let's go out there and let's show progress. Let, let's, something, let's have a good start to our campaign, and I'd be more than happy with that. And there's a lot of ways that could happen. So I, I think, you know, generally there's a lot of ways we could be successful in this game. It may not be on the scoreboard. I would agree. All right. But yeah, I was about to say, if we could bring that into, if you would like to bet on it, we can have a little uh, betting corner as well. So if you talk about money, we'll give a quick rundown on this money line. If you bet the money line, which means whichever team to win, Austin FC is minus 205 and we are plus 450. That means if you bet $205 on Austin to win and they win, you would only win $100 on top of that. If you bet 100 on us to win, you'd win 450 These are the longest odds out of any first game so far. You can also bet on a tie to happen at plus 330 So that's not as exciting. I would say the one thing that you can look that is a little more fun if you're not sure who's going to win the game is the over-under and goals. That's currently set at 2.5. So if you'd like for us to have – if you like the score for Jake and I, both set 2-2 two to two and 2-1, two to one, we would think that it would be over 2.5. So that would be a minus 145 bet. If you say the under, plus 110, less odds there. And my hammer, my hammer is for both teams to score, minus 125. I think that's an absolute lock. I think that's my favorite bet solely because, like you said, I think it's going to be high energy, very exciting game. I can't bet on us not to score in the game, and we can't win the game or tie the game. I guess we could tie if we don't score, but there's no chance there's not going to be a goal in this game. Hammer, both teams to score, minus 125. Yeah, there's some good good value there as well. I mean, they're expecting goals in this game. The over-under was set at two and a half. And the if you're betting over two and a half, so you're betting three goals to be scored in this game, that's minus 145. So not, not very great odds in terms of winning money much on that. So it's great news for you. I think both teams to score is a good look at this one. So I think that's a good official hammer. And I would say we have a couple of the boys going down there with Jake and I. We will probably be on the safer side of the money line bet, and you can do draw no bet. So if City wins... You win your bet at plus 340, or if we tie the game, you get your money back. And I think that's probably a little bit of a safer side for us. I wouldn't go all in on us just to get the dub. 
Yes, sir. So if you are in a betting legal state or you want to drive across the border, uh, I know Missouri is right in between a couple of them. Uh, thinking of Kansas and Illinois specifically, go win some money. We're going to keep Justin honest on this for you all too. We're going to have a we're going to have a, a tracker to make sure that he's not leading you all straight and losing losing money. So we will bring that back here as well. Um, Absolutely. Let's round out with some listener questions, Justin. Uh, we got a couple uh, coming in from this one. The first one we got from Austin, and Austin, I feel these vibes, man. So Austin says, "So we're going to lose, right? We're ride or die on this, but this will be tough." I think we've kept pretty consistent with that message. Justin, you had that in your prediction. I think everyone and their mother expects us to lose, but maybe some people here in St. Louis uh, definitely got to ride or die. No matter what happens, this will be a tough freaking game. If it came the first game, if it came the 10th game, the 25th game. This is always going to be a tough game for us. I would say regardless of what happens, though, just be excited. It's finally here. I, it still doesn't feel real that it's here. It's been taking so long, but. We do have another question from Adam. Do you think Kip Keller will have emotions about flies about playing his hometown team in such a big game? I hope that Kip sees the field. I'm not 100% sure on what his minutes are going to look like, but yeah, absolutely. And I really do hope that he gets on because that would be an awesome moment for a kid from St. Louis, went to SLU, and that he can actually play against them in the first ever game. Yep, agreed. And finally, we had a question from Brooks and a couple questions within this question here. But score prediction, we gave ours. I said 2-2, Justin said 2-1 loss. First city scorer, I'm on you with Klaus. I agree. I, I think if anyone's going to score the goal, I think it will be Klaus in this first one, which is so cliche to say, but I mean, that that's like what he's here for. So I got to put the money on him. Uh, do you, And then they actually had an idea for us as well. So just let me know what you think about this. But doing player ratings after each game with six being average and compare um, how they do. So I think we could look to uh, absolutely do that and uh, how we do these kind of whatever you want to call them, not post-mortems, reactions, no. thoughts do, on the game. Yeah. Post-game debriefs <laughs> is what we'll call them. And yeah, we'll absolutely do some, I, we can do, we'll do like some superlatives or some something like that as well. So that's a great idea, Brooks. And as to when you all hear from us next, a little bit up in the air, like we said, we're going to be in Austin uh, with some friends who are stoked to see this game as well. But I think Justin, it, I don't want to commit to this, but we might be on for a, a, a quick debrief after the game. I don't know if it'll be video, audio, what we're going to do, but I think it, there's going to be so much excitement, especially even whatever happens in this game. It doesn't really even matter. There'll be excitement that we finally have our first game under our belt. So look to maybe hear from us, you know, I don't know when, but probably shortly after, um, maybe the day after that or the day after that to kind of break down what we thought from this game. Cause I think it'll be a lot to learn in this first ever fixture for us and we'll kind of take it from there but it's going to be a very long day on saturday so i don't know how much you're going to hear from us afterwards but definitely we'll be posting some content look at the tweets look at the instagram stories we'll get some posts up and we'll show you guys what austin's like literally on the dot we got a comment coming in here from rono underscore jar i do not have the name here but thank you for submitting the comment a vlog could be interesting we were thinking about maybe doing some video content like we said we're going to be there we might as well do something kind of fun so I think between us both, we could have some good ideas and maybe do something special for you all. But so maybe, maybe we shall like see. Uh, thanks for the question or thanks for the, the the comment there. But this is it for us for this first installment. Like I said, this is just the beginning of what are to be tons and tons of episodes coming from us over the next couple of weeks and months. So we are stoked to be in this position to bring that to you all and hope you all are too. Uh, so shoot us your feedback or thoughts you have. Uh, we are strapping in for what's to be a long season, man. I mean, this is going to be every week, maybe a couple times a week for the next six-ish months, hopefully more. 
Uh, actually, no, even longer than that. So, yeah, we have quite a ways. Nine. Yeah. Plenty wow. of time. It's going to be crazy. We'll be here all year. We are strapped in. We are ready for it. This is Ball Watching STL. Follow us at Ball Watching STL on Twitter and Instagram if you haven't already. Uh, we we put some good stuff out there. We do some memes sometimes. We 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 definitely we definitely dabble. Uh, this will be on YouTube if if you're catching us on YouTube. Great. If you're not, um, Apple Podcast, Spotify Podcast, Amazon. Uh, shoot us a rating. Shoot us a review uh, if you have. We we would love to hear from you all and and make sure that you're spreading the love with your friends and family if they're interested in this kind of thing too. We're all here to learn and, and grow and, and become bigger soccer fans and support this new team coming to St. Louis. So. Justin, anything before we wrap up for the day? That's All it. right. It's finally here. Let's go city. It is here. We are, we've earned it. We've been patient. Can't wait for Saturday, man. All for city. Thank you. Thank you.